This is Mona Lisa Baseball. It is April 2nd. The season is underway. Hit me with some stuff. Well, we didn't do an April Fool's episode because this it's already a joke. Yes, that's well put. Yep. We had this idea we were going to like invent all these stupid rules and announce them like they're real, but what's the point? We've been doing a lot of comedy recently. We should address this. You know, I hear a lot of people say like, you guys are laughing, like you're not taking this seriously. Not taking this seriously. It's a coping mechanism. Like making jokes about this stuff is how we're dealing. Uh, (laughs) It's often really hard for me to read articles that say how great the pitch clock is Mm -hmm. because you only are really getting those right now. If I scan for 10 minutes, I might see 10 baseball stories. And half of them are about individual players or whatever, contracts signed or injuries. And the other half is how great the pitch clock is. Oh, yeah. It's so great. And, and yeah. So, I mean, they're piling it on. This is something that I anticipated. Everyone's going to say how great it is. Oh, it's like um, nonstop. I, you can't escape it. In fact, instead of saying, hey, guys, the pace of the game is faster, they all got their talking points. They're saying the pace of the game is better. Better. Exactly. Better. Not faster. It's better, you guys. Yeah. Actually, what's interesting for the first time I read today that fans might actually get annoyed because the ticket prices and for how long it might take to get to the ballpark, now you're not getting your money's worth. And before you might be able to spend three plus hours now in and out and two is a little scary. Like, well, hold on a sec. Uh, We're racing through things. And I don't know if I agree with that or not. I mean, as a kid, I know that I never wanted to leave. Um, Yeah, me too. But everyone wants to kind of conclude right now. And we're four days into the season. The main thing I worry about is baseball shouldn't be dictated by a clock. But I also fear that when something big changes like that, it brings down the entirety of the game a peg. And that makes it really hard to put your finger on what's going on, but you might just not be as into it. But I feel pretty certain in five or 10 years, there will be a lot of rules that have changed and no one can get the sport as popular as they want it. And they'll go back and say, well, I guess baseball never had a chance when no one is willing to address that there never needed to be a change. And it could have just done its own thing. But now that we've taken it apart, there's this interesting thing where you can say, well, they had to take it apart, so it's not even worth looking at if they should have or not. It's just, well, obviously baseball needed fixing. 303 is too long. They had to fix it. It was too long. I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Rob Manfred went on a CBS morning show, and this needs to be addressed because- Rob Manfred's media tour, opening day media tour, yeah. Everybody who listens to this show, watch that interview, because it's only five minutes. But I want you to watch the three journalists spoon feed this guy. It is, he's this kind of monstrous villain character, but he does, he's genius because he goes into interviews almost looking timid and shy, kind of almost an ah shucks type of guy. He's an ex lawyer. He was never a ball player. He's a lawyer. So, of course, he's going to be good in a deposition or an interview, right? Thank you for saying that. So, the guy that's opening up the segment. It's sort of this, oh, thank God we have Rob Manfred coming onto the show today because thank God this is the man who finally saved baseball. Mm. And they started by saying this. Check this out. <laughs> they started by saying, 
they had record profits last year. Right. And so whether that's true or not, whatever. But if you have record profits, that means you also have to save the game. There's something incongruous there. No, they want more. It's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. Well, no, certainly not. But I thought that was worth noting that you kind of can't say both at the same time. Oh, you can. It needed saving and it had record profits. As long as the NBA is making more money than they are, they're going to... Right. They'll justify anything. Yeah, but... We're not selling as many jerseys in China, you guys. What's the problem? Yeah, sure. Global. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, they're just so... Oh, thank God we have our savior on. And then one of the ladies is saying, well... You know, you silly guys in your baseball, it's never been my thing, but now that it's quicker, oh. Yeah, and oh, you know what? I did go to a game last year and it did kind of seem fun. But the, but the guy that introduces the show gets in this quick little thing where he goes, "Let me just before we talk to Rob, let me just give you a few quick changes." And he goes over the three. And he drops this one with a um and good riddance, the shift is over. Oh, yeah. And that's all he said about it. And again, this is someone who's just there to interview Rob Manfred. He's towing the line. Yeah. And he's getting in his good riddance before the interview even starts. Right. This non-baseball fan doesn't know much, but he knows he hates it when the defense tries to outsmart <laughs> a dumb batter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, someone sent me a soundbite, uh, Will Clark's opinion. Mm. on the shift ban and this was a slugging left-hander for me it, it was very pleasing listening to what he says because it echoes what we've said on the show which is it's your job as the defense to play against the offense he goes why would we even have anyone on the left side of the field if you already know where the guy's hitting it that's what's called defense you know what they're saying and i'm listening to the same crap they're like well this makes it more like old school baseball oh really you guys know they shifted on Ted Williams, right? I don't even think they know that. I mean, some people do, but <laughs> most of the people that watch Ted Williams are dead. Analytics is ruining the game because they know that the guy's going to pull the ball every single time, and that's the shift. So analytics, we don't like that. You guys don't like it either, right? So yeah, we want it more like the old school. It's like, no. Then play real baseball. You're going to try to like villainize or stop teams from using strategy? What kind of a gamer are you? You know, it's like... <laughs> Great question. I mean, we just want to see man pull the ball. I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, I love to see a man pull the ball. It's beautiful. But that's just one aspect of baseball. Well, I don't know a ton about the Negro Leagues, but one thing that I have learned is that it was a pretty bunt happy Yeah, lots of small ball. Yeah. A lot of small ball, a lot of speed, a lot of flamboyance, and uh, very popular. I mean, doesn't that sound nice to kind of see a version of that? I mean, when the Giants played the Royals in 2014, there was something exciting about Yeah, that was a quick team. Well, I haven't heard of any of these guys, and none of them are MVPs, but they're all fast. Yeah. And that, to me, is a dangerous team. We're one week into the season. I have seen the data, and yes, there are more stolen bases, but we're going to wait until we have a little more data okay. before I characterize uh, yeah. what's happening. But I can tell you, we already saw in spring training there were about a little less than double of the stolen bases uh, from previous year. Yeah, right. Okay. I heard that UNA4 saw a replay of opening day. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch the game in its entirety, or have you seen any games other than that this year? Well, I I did watch the uh, Romo game. Okay, yeah. We. This is the main thing I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so when they say that the pace of the game is 
better, they didn't see the Rumble game. Because, I mean, okay, like, so this was a beautiful moment, right? It's tell me from the beginning. I want from the beginning. Yeah, Sergio Roma's going to retire as a Giant. He signed a one-day contract, whatever, with the Giants. So he could come and they could make a big deal and everyone could cheer. And, like, it's awesome. You you want to see it. I want to see it. Every Giants fan wants to see Roma retire. I think he was in Seattle previously. I can't remember. And, you know, he's like 40 or something. And here he is, man. And he walks out from the bullpen and the crowd goes fucking wild. They got the graphics going on. They're playing his walk-up song, you know, man. And everyone's just going crazy. Right out of the bat, uh, you know, automatic bot. Because I guess he took one second too long for his warm-up pitches. (laughs) And most of the people didn't even realize this has happened in the stadium. And then... Again, pitch clock violation. Very. Ne- There's two balls now. He hasn't even thrown a pitch. Whoa. Okay. 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 Time, yeah. Way time to out. kick it off. Way time to kick out. It off. The count is two and zero. Oh. He hasn't this even is the thrown first a pitch. batter he's facing, yes. and he has not thrown a pitch yet. Correct. Okay. Let's move forward. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Actually, it's like now that we got that established, let's move forward. He, he walks. He walks the guy, and then he gives up two singles. And uh, something, yada, yada, yada. And you'll like this part. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence comes out of the dugout and gets the ball from him. So, I mean, you know, it was cool. But obviously, the whole thing got derailed by the pitch clock. And people say it's better. It's not better. It's faster. It's not better. Well, I mean, that is subjective. But well, I think I mean, what that's, you noted yeah. is that has become the it, accepted way to describe bro, it is bro. better. Is it subjective when this amazing moment was ruined by the pitch clock? Is it subjective or, I mean, who out there is going to disagree that this moment was ruined by the pitch clock? Who out there is going to say that? It's not subjective. It's not better. I mean, no one wanted to see Romo start off this thing with two pitch clock violations. Nobody. Too many warm up pitches too. Yeah. So, okay. Now can I give you my version? Please. Okay, so I feel like I got a good gist of what's going on. The only one I could find was a couple hours before the game tribute, and the other one was the, say, minute or minute and 30 version. Yeah. And so it starts with Hunter Pence walking out. I'm going to go deep philosophy on this one because here's what I saw. He's getting close to the mound, and he starts to get a little fear because he's not hearing what he wants to be hearing, which is is cheering. You know, they're basically taking him out and they do this a lot in the NBA. They take you out so that the fans have a chance to properly cheer you. Yeah. They want the spotlight directly on the player. So they do the pitching change, but before he gets to Romo, he's pissed because it's not loud enough. So he starts to wave his arms where you do the like, get up, get like, let's go, let's go. Right. I don't blame him for doing that because I probably would have done the same thing in his shoes. But think how much that cheapens Sergio's moment when someone's telling the audience. It's yeah. like having the the clap your hands when you go to see Jay Leno or something. He's the hype man. You know, yeah. The hype man, letting them know. And I got to say, and this is happening in all sports. And again, it's a thumbs down for me because I think it takes down on the sacredness. But this was a perfectly set up TV moment where they had their cameraman walking right next to Hunter Pence as he's walking out. And then they keep it really close to Sergio. 
So much so that he walks up to the dugout and him and Kapler do a hug at the top oh, yeah. step of the dugout. Like, what do they even do? They even know each other. And all I could think was this shit is contrived as hell. I know. You know, this isn't your Lou Gehrig moment. I'm not going to say Sergio was that, but it's this idea that baseball is for television. Yeah. Bear with me for a sec because this is what's happening in golf. Okay. When there's a golfer that's about to win a tournament and they're on their very last hole and they hit their shot from the fairway and it lands on the green and it's pretty much a foregone conclusion they're going to win. It's very known that this is the player's walk. So for the next 30 seconds to a minute, they're walking towards the green, which is where the crowd is. And as they're getting closer, it starts getting louder and louder and more cheers and more cheers and more Mm -hmm. cheers. So the people are cheering for the player and the caddy that are walking towards them. This moment has gotten ruined because television decided you get such a cool view of the golfer if there's a cameraman standing right in front of him. So the golfer doesn't even get to walk towards the crowd and get the cheers from the crowd in the same way. There's now a cameraman standing in between (laughs) the two, which is not the same moment. And you can see the players. You can see them trying to not look at the camera. (laughs) And so this is followed with every sport. And now when I watched it with Sergio, when I watched how Hunter Pence reacted, all I could think was, why can't it just be a moment? Why do they have to pre-plan it? Why do they have to tell the fans what to do? Because I started to think... Are the new fans of the Giants even fit? Do they even know who this guy is? Do they even know why they're supposed to cheer? Yeah. Well, I got the answer. I know exactly what happened. This is easy. The fans wanted to see him pitch more than the three batters, but that's all he was going to get because that's the yeah. minimum. Oh, okay. I didn't even think of that. He faced three and they pulled him. He faced the minimum. He didn't want to go out though. Well, he didn't get an out. He did not expect to be pulled. Go back and look at it and look at his face. It's kind of like, Hunter, please turn around. Like, Hunter, Hunter, please. They show his face for long enough. He's kind of like shoulder shrug. Like, any pitcher would have actually got pulled in that situation. He walked guy and gave him two singles. Like, you're getting pulled. Right. Right. But this is also a unique circumstance of a one-day contract. So yeah, so the fans wanted to see him pitch the inning, you know, get a get a strike. Sergio out. wanted to pitch the inning, of course, of course. So the, that's why the fans are not cheering. Oh, okay, because All they right. wanted to see him pitch a little bit more. Oh, because they're not going to stand and cheer when at first they're going like, "Beat it, Hunter!" You know what? It was awkward. I'm actually trying to put a smiley face on this because yeah, it was super awkward. I saw it. It was awkward. But okay, thank I you. Yeah, happy. you don't need to sugarcoat any of this. I saw, I know what I saw. I know it was not that graceful, but, but I mean, the alternative is that they don't even do that at all. Like nobody, it was like Sergio, like just retire. We don't care. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm willing to take this, you know, this sad, happy meal rather than <laughs> going hungry. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at the bright side of it, which is like, I, they all tried. Okay. Look, just full stop the pitch clock ruined it look pitch clock ruined it the pitch clock ruined it because it threw him off from the very first batter and yeah yeah it's not better it's just faster let's implement that into our language just like we've implemented hardball you know that base runners can now get called on a pitch clock violation oh tell me more i don't really understand that check this out check it out fly ball okay down the line okay just out Deep. Runner was on first. He's halfway to third. He's almost a third. Okay. Mm -hmm. If he does not get back to first fast enough, offense gets automatic strike. It's already happened. So much quicker. 
I mean, are you are you fucking serious? Like a base runner can cause me a strike. I'm at bat, and the base runner <laughs> just caused me a strike. Are you kidding me? Okay, no, this is a great time to ask this question. I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. So I believe that baseball has reserved the right to revoke a rule in the middle of the season if they oh, yes. feel no, yeah. like they need to. This right? is absolutely correct. I've talked about this on okay. the show where there's okay. a new clause in the deal where they have a special rules committee. We've talked about the special yeah. rules committee. If they vote to make a change, they can make it in the middle of the season. Yes. And this is the 11-person panel. Right. This is a rule that went in in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if this season gets pretty silly, here's what they're up against. Playoffs. Do you think there's a chance they repeal the clock for the playoffs? No. I mean, is there a chance? Yes. But you don't think so. And, that, and that's what I think, too. Last year, you asked me, would they repeal the automatic right. runner? The, the base runner. For yeah. extra, yeah, in the playoffs? I said, no, they did it. And they did. Right, They right. did. So I've been wrong about this before. Because here's the main thing that I'm thinking. This is something I've had to stomach and endure with every article that comes out that just lauds this new pitch clock. How game-saving yeah. it is. You can watch four games a day now. <laughs> Isn't that great? So here's the thing. We're going to talk about the Eckersley Gibson at bat. We're going to go to mm. Hollywood. We're going to talk about Charlie Sheen coming in. Charlie when Sheen. this moment happens, when it's that ninth inning and tension is running at its highest, we're honestly going to be watching playoff baseball with a clock. I've been thinking about this all day. I've been Me thinking too! About, all day. I've been thinking about what if it's within a certain number of runs in the seventh inning suspended, if it's a certain number of runs in the eighth inning suspended, that's the best I can do. I'm trying to compromise with these idiots. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm at. I'm at the bargaining stage of grief. Right. I'm sorry to hear that. It sucks. (laughs) Okay. So Reggie goes on Howard Stern. Reggie Jackson. This is the Reggie Jackson, the the Hall of Famer. Reggie Jackson. That's right. So they start to have a conversation, and Reggie said, basically, I was going to buy the A's. And I had a group that was backing me, including Bill Gates was on that, um, was part of my clan, my crew, I don't know what you want to call them. And I talked to Bud Selig, and we sort of made this verbal agreement. Good old Bud. Which was... My group will pay $25 million more than any other offer. Yeah. And Bud said, okay, and this is according to Reggie. Right. Bud said, this sounds great. Just stick with me. I'll make sure this happens. Uh-oh. All of a sudden gets in a record skip fast forward mode. Bzz, 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 bzz. Wait, what? The A's sold and it sold to supposedly one of Selig's college buddies. <sighs> a white guy too, I bet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that could be part of it. Come on. But Reggie said it basically crushed him for a whole six months. And this is only the first half. Second half is just as good. Well, I heard he had a lawyer that said he had a case. He could have taken it. Okay. So that's exactly right. And this is still only in the two minute version. (laughs) So he says, I had a stack, something to the tune of six inches of paperwork, a lawsuit ready to can this guy. And Howard jumps in. He goes, why didn't you do it? And he goes, well, Hmm. the fear of it, 
because I talked to some people and they said, all right, well, if you go through suing Bud Selig- They would have villainized him. You will be forced to resign from the Yankees mm. and you will not have a job in baseball again. So make sure you want to do that. They were going to blackball him. Blackball the shit out of him. Fucking assholes. So I keep saying that a lot of people are afraid to- I don't know if bash is the right word, but say anything against what's going to happen because I think people are also scared if they're wrong about the pitch clock or if they're wrong about the changes, uh, they don't want to sound foolish. So everyone's just kind of waiting to see, I think. Uh, If this becomes the most popular game ever, that's what happened. And I won't get to watch the sport I love, and that's the end of it. Bro, I've got a fact that's going to basically explode your brain your cranium is going to expand right. and vaporize into the room that you're right, sitting well, in let me let me put my helmet on yeah on you need right, no i gotta strap it in make sure it's made out of metal titanium you're not gonna like this okay, i got my chin straps and maybe you will like this um okay face shield all right all right let's see what happens maximum energy <clears throat> some pitchers are now working slower because of the pitch clock oh right right because they wait uh-huh. until the pitch clock winds down so that the, the batter can't call time. To fidget, yeah. Uh-huh. Good job, MLB. Great job. <laughs> well, my head's intact. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, I survived. Some, hold on. Did I say it correctly? Pitchers are pitching slower because of the pitch clock. <laughs> Some pitchers. Right, right. So are you aware of the umpire that called a really bad college third strike? And then he got disciplined later and it ended the game. Are you familiar with any of this? I've seen a number of examples of umpires who just want the game to end and they call like a bunch of bad calls in the final of two at bats. You know, I've seen so many videos of that. Okay. I think the last one that I saw, like I read the comments and it's like, yeah, this guy's never going to ump again. But you know what? He probably just had to pee. No, I, I know exactly what happened and I haven't heard anyone talk about this. So what a perfect chance to bring it up. Yeah, the guy gets called out on strikes, and the third strike called is no, it's nowhere near a strike. It's literally the worst call I've ever seen in terms of what I would call a ball or a strike. This was clearly a ball, and it was a strike. But this is what no one's talking about. The pitch before it was a curveball at the knees. And it, to me, without there being a box saying if it was at the knees or not, when I watched the pitch, it looks like a strike to me. And you maybe could make an argument that it's low, but if the ump wouldn't have called it a strike as a pitcher, I'd have probably moved my head like, wow, that's a ball. Okay, but the batter acts in literally the most egregious way I've seen. I've never seen this. I played organized baseball for, I think, over 10 years. Mm -hmm. I never saw this one time. He jumps out of the box, jumps and is demonstratively Uh, insulting the umpire, being like, (gasps) having a little hissy fit. And guess what happened? The next pitch, it wasn't even close. Strike three. Yeah. (laughs) Sit the fuck down, you prima donna. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, I'm on board with it 100%. Yeah. I mean, when I got sent this, what I realized really quick is, oh my God, this is happening at a bad time. Because... How many people are going to cycle this around saying... This wouldn't happen with track, man. You really think a robo-ump would ever call that? A robo-ump? You don't, you don't have that shit. Mm-mm, sure don't. And so it's one of those things where I know why the ump did it, and I think the batter is a fucking idiot. Right. Or, you know, he's very competitive, 
He didn't think it was a strike, but every baseball player knows you're not supposed to show up the ump. When tensions are high, these guys are juiced up. Juiced, yeah. You shouldn't do it, but it will happen. But it's such a strike. Yeah. He got punished for doing it. It's going to happen, but... He uh, got punished. The umpire got suspended. Yep. So that's a victory for the batter who acted like a little baby when the second strike came in. Yeah. It's dirty. Well... Filthy. If the pitch had been borderline and he called it a strike, no one would be talking about it. It was just a really bad pitch. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's nowhere close. Right. It's... That's why. It's worse than any 1995 Greg Maddox outside cutting fastball that moves in that the umpire calls us. It's like 20 times worse than that. But it happened for a reason. And cutting to the chase with media, it's not even worth showing how it led up to that. It is only, can you no. believe how fucking awful this ump is? Can you right. believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah. Lose all the context. Just show the bad call. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Robo ump. So um, that's happening. What do you think? Next year or the year after? <sighs> when are we going to get Trackman in baseball or Hawkeye? Everyone who listens to the show knows they're already testing this in AAA, um, and it's only a matter of time before it comes to the majors. I think that they real talk right now. I think that there's enough blowback on the pitch clock that they're probably not going to roll it out next year because they need oh. that to wash out. Mm. I mean, there's significant blowback here. That's why they're telling all the guys to go out and say, don't call it faster, call it better. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's not. Look, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not entirely against this idea of like, I don't want to see the guy scratching his butt, walking around the mound three times. Like, sometimes it's fine. Like, when Sergio Romo is out there, the whole stadium is going nuts and they're playing music. He gets as much time as he wants to warm up. That's my stance. Like, I don't care how long it takes. It's fine. Bro had not even thrown a pitch. It was 2-0. and That's, I didn't even know that was possible. Threw the whole inning off. I saw a headline in the Chronicle. Sergio Romo's triumphant return ruined by pitch clock violation. I mean, ooh, th- that was the headline. Ruined. That was the headline. There's nothing in either of us that don't think that should have happened. I mean, I fucking love Sergio Romo. The moment got ruined by all the BS around it, by everybody thinking, oh, this is an opportunity for a TV moment. And they do this funky stuff where new rules screw it up. And they're trying to make the fans feel a certain way when instead of just letting the fans show him how they feel. And that's what I don't like because it's not authentic. That's not authentic. I can't hate on anyone. Like He's like, hey, crowd, get on their feet. Like Let's cheer. But the crowd is like, we want to see him get a strikeout. That's what yeah. that's what I would. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. The Giants were already losing. It was a lost cause anyway. So why pull him? Like really? Who cares? It's an exhibition game. Leave him in. What is? What are we playing? Saber metrics now in an exhibition game. So were you buying the top step dugout hug in front of the camera? <laughs> Do Romo and Kepler even know each other? I don't, that's what I was wondering. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, what, what do these guys have to do with each other? Nothing. Yeah, it's... That's why they sent Hunter out to... Yeah, it's it's a sign of the times. I'm not saying this is correct, but it definitely goes a little against the, like, Tom Hanks, there's no crying in baseball. Where <laughs> that's not really a baseball move. It's like you go in the dugout, you give the hugs, but the fact that they did it on the top step made it feel like someone said, here's where you're going to hug. <laughs> oh, right here, right in front of the clock. Have you noticed that 
we often talk about how we don't like how the game is being tailored to be a TV product, but yeah. uh, we both have watched games on TV. Most people do. And one of the things that I like is the camera that they have on the, uh, the manager, right? Okay. And every once in a while, you'll just cut to the manager because if you're a baseball guy, you know why they just cut to the manager, right? He, yeah. He's, 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 seeds. Yeah. You got the lefty coming up against the, yep. le- let's see what he's doing over there. Maybe he's, yep, I like that part of the game for sure. Well, now he's standing behind that giant clock in a lot of these stadiums and it's just like, I am presiding over this giant digital clock now. I'm not a guy <laughs> in a dugout in the wall. It's like, I'm uh, I'm behind this clock. And uh, if you want to get my reaction, you better hope I don't duck behind it because it's fucking huge. Okay. So as you've been saying, the narrative now is the better pitch clock, not that it's faster. Yeah, it's better, and not faster. I just want to readdress something my wife has said from the time that I started the show. And that is, why can't we let baseball help slow us down in the crazy world? Right. Why does it have to cater to the crazy world? Because what do we have now? And think about this. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went to that A's game last year? Yeah. I don't remember any one minute of it being boring, yeah. not fun. Nobody around us was saying, hurry up. This is going too slow. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Afternoon, 80, 85, whatever it was, it was a beautiful day for baseball. It was a little hot for some, but it was a perfect day to take off your shirt at a ball game. When you hustle out to a game and you get there and you sit in your seat, there's something comforting about knowing, wow, it's only the first inning. And this is for people like me that don't go to games all the time. So you understand how a journalist or a coach could get tired of the you know ball scratching as you mentioned but again for me i've always wanted it where if people are clearly being slow to want things to revolve around them give them some chin music we've talked about the prisoner's limb and why when you're at bat you will take yep. time even though you know it's not good for the league yeah right it's one of those things that it's hard to get to the heart of the matter but if we used baseball to help us as a society we never would have had to change anything (laughs) but now we won't have baseball to help slow ourselves down and now we have to look to what chess (laughs) so i watched a catcher get interviewed and he's talking about the pitch clock and i wrote down this quote that he said and i you know i really absorbed what he was saying but i think it distills down to this he said there's not as much time to think yeah so we're not thinking in baseball. Ooh, it's a lot to give up. My favorite thing about baseball is outsmarting your opponent. Right. So, yeah, we're not thinking as much. That's from a catcher, major league ball player. I don't have right. as much time to think. Maybe that's good. Maybe he'll learn to think faster. I don't know, but... <sighs> it makes you think that it will be less of a product. I've heard a lot of journalists. We're talking about journalists and how they're really towing the line, it seems, these days. These guys are all saying, hey, you guys, can the pitch clock fix baseball? Yes. Fix it. Oh, I see that all the time. Because it's broken. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. It's not broken, (laughs) y'all. It was never broken. It was just fine. Yeah. Profits are at their highest and the sport at its healthiest are not the same, but I have a really hard time believing that if profits are at an all time high, you have to fix to save it. 
It's going to be really interesting because in the article I read today, they said the same thing, which is they've basically opened the door for the people that didn't used to want to watch a slow sport. Yeah, they're going to fucking bum rush the sport. Is that what we actually think is going to happen? The gamblers love this shit. Did you know? They love it. The gamblers are on cloud nine right now. Because let me try to think of the main reasons. The main reasons. Well, number one, I've just said it four games a day. No overlap. Yep. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. I guess any sort of extra predictability, and I don't know if that's true or not, but gamblers hate the shift because they're like, I got this guy. I, you know, I'm I'm betting on this guy to be the guy to hit a double. I'm right. on this team right. because of this slugger. I think he's gonna have a good day. Bats into the shift, and the defense is cheating. What the fuck? I want my money back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And it's like, oh, analytics. No, we don't like analytics. Like, we don't like it either. We don't like it either. But again, they shifted on Ted Williams, you guys. The thing that I keep going back to is baseball is going to be at its absolute healthiest when people want to go to the ballpark. Yeah. And if things start shifting towards a TV sport, it's not going to work. We've already shifted completely in that. I mean, it's like the shift is complete. Yeah, it's not going to work. There was a sports writer for USA Today that basically went to opening day and said it was an extremely cold, lackluster game with a lot of bright sun and a lot of errors. What? And thank God there were 10 errors between two teams. Because oh. I think it was, in the, it was in the low 40s or something like that. That's what happens when you sign a bunch of yeah. sluggers. But basically, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Bunch of sluggers. But basically... The pitch clock saved the sport because you take a normally very boring, drawn-out game, and it was quicker. So his report on the game was that it was tolerable, and that's a win for Rob Manfred, was that the game was tolerable. I'm so glad that the sport is now tolerable. It's become tolerable, which is good. To journalists who didn't like it to begin with. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Congratulations, Uh Rob congratulations rules committee it was a win for rob you guys did it the game is now tolerable to people who hated it previously yeah great thank god congratulations Mm -hmm. could not be happier yeah those are the type that uh make sure to teach their kids the uh finer points of the game i can now tolerate baseball I can tolerate it. Yeah. uh. Yeah. No, that's a good question. If you were just to take really simple numbers, would you rather have a hundred baseball fans that are like, yeah, I I guess it's thumbs up versus thumbs down. Sure. I'll go thumbs up or half that 50 million diehards and fuck the rest. Uh, I know what I'm choosing. (sighs) Look, I've gone to a lot of games in my life. Thank God I'm lucky enough to have been to a bunch of games like, uh, what a lucky guy I am. Yeah. I got to stop and just think about that. I've been to a bunch of games mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of people, you know, get there in the third and leave in the seventh and that's fine, but that's not how I roll, man. That's not how I roll. I'm like, I've never left a game early. Trust me. I've had my girl on, on my arm going, let's get out of here. I'm like, no, babe. <laughs> no. <laughs> the classic battle. They, we're going fi- to, no, we're going to finish this game. Yeah. Are you cold here? Here's my jacket. I know. I know. Piling it on.
justify anything. He's not hearing what he wants to be hearing, which is cheering. Better, not faster, it's better, you guys. Sir! Some questions are just not worth answering. You know, you silly guys in your baseball. Blow back against the pitch clock. Look, just watch footage of people at the park. There's booing. Big, big booing happening. People are standing up and booing when there is pitch clock violations.